Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. The start of the pandemic resulted in a spike in short-term shelter requests to the U.S. National Trafficking Hotline. And with the future of the eviction moratorium in jeopardy, organizations like Sisters of the Streets are concerned that it will continue to create increased vulnerabilities for those who are already at risk for human trafficking. Sisters of the Streets is a lived experience-based organization working in the San Diego area, which relies on donated hotel points to provide emergency and transitional shelter options for the victims and survivors they serve. They're requesting that the community donate their Wyndham Rewards points to help them continue to meet the needs of the survivors they serve. On the line to tell us more is Jamie Johnson, CEO and founder of Sisters of the Streets. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Jamie, start by telling us, how does Sisters of the Street help victims of sex trafficking and domestic sexual exploitation. So Sisters of the Streets provides direct services. We provide gap funding as well as emergency funding for those with lived experience through domestic sex trafficking. We cater to a lot of immediate needs, which would be hotel needs for those that are trying to get away from their abusive situations in that moment. It also falls into things like transportation, airplane tickets, bus tickets, gas cards so that people can travel. And then we also provide services outside of that direct need that will prevent regressive crisis. So anything that's going to prevent someone with lived experience in this issue, in this demographic, to have to go back into their survival mode, whether that be rental assistance, car repairs, daycare needs, medication costs, anything that's going to put them in that headspace of having to get some quick money or get back into their their old patterns, we want to try to step in to prevent that and partner it with a success plan so that we can figure out how to prevent that in the future from happening as well. How did you start this project? I was honestly trying to just vent my own personal experience. Mm -hmm. And growing up in a time where social media is very prevalent, I started doing that behind a business page on Facebook and really just sharing prostitution facts that I could find and it was just me sitting in my hotel room meeting somebody to listen to me and once I started seeing that people were reaching out saying that they thought they were the only ones feeling this way and that I realized so many people were experiencing very similar lifestyles that I was I saw a gap and God provided a pathway for me to start sharing my story which then led to me being able to provide resources and really bring some truth into the community as to what domestic sex trafficking looks like in our 
part of the woods or neck of the woods versus the sensationalized imagery that is often fed to us through media and movies and things like that. Why is it so important for you to work to raise awareness about this issue? Well, I think that so many people have experienced or are experiencing or unfortunately will experience some form of exploitation. We live in a very exploitive society and very exploitive world. And I think in order to shift the things that create the acceptance of exploitation and objectification of human beings in general, I think we have to share our experiences so that others feel safe enough to come and share theirs. And not only are we raising awareness, but we're providing opportunities for people to heal themselves and to heal them through their traumas in a safe space where it's not judged, it's not overlooked, that we believe people's stories. And so by providing healing spaces for people, we're ultimately providing opportunities for our culture to shift into a solution-focused culture that is not objectifying people, that is not exploiting people. And so it all starts with awareness and by people being able to tell their truth. Does everyone who is in the sex industry choose to be in it? In my personal opinion, I don't think that anybody chooses to be objectified or exploited. And ultimately, we can argue about where things are at now in choice and no choice. But if we backtrack a little bit and we look at the systemically oppressed system and culture that we grow up in, if we look at inequity, if we look at lack of opportunities on an equal basis, then we have to really tell ourselves the truth of the matter is that if anybody had an opportunity to not participate in the sex trade and could still live the life that they felt they deserved and needed and desired, would they still make the choice to be in the sex industry or in the sex trade? And about 99.9% of the time, the answer is going to be no. And so it's not really a question of do people choose or not choose. It's more of is our society giving equitable opportunity for everybody to have that choice? And so how are we creating a society that has the proper resources and head start for everybody, not just a select demographic or population. Why is it so difficult to leave these situations? Well, I mean, everybody's story is so different and so unique. But what I have found in my own experience, the experience of hundreds of people that I know that have this experience in their background, what I do know is the foundation is very similar as to why people stay or get involved in the first place. And it's not the surface things that we might think. Money is a big one, but money is really about survival. And again, if we backtrack into society of who is given proper resources to have opportunity and options in our communities and in our society, then we have to look at where is the need for money coming from. And besides money, the very desire just to be accepted and to feel loved and the desire to feel like we have a place in this world, oftentimes comes in a way that can become exploitive or in choices that can get us into a lifelong ordeal of trauma. And we have a society also that is not, it's very taboo to talk about trauma. It's very taboo to talk about our issues that really create these false sense of normalities or accepting things that we accept as okay, which are actually harming our lives. And so if we don't have a safe space for people to come forward to say, I need help, or I need love, or I need acceptance, or I need A, B, and C, 
then people are going to be able to exploit those vulnerabilities and they're going to also be a lot harder to get away from because I need to survive and I need to make it to my next day. And if exploitation, objectification, and this way of creating income is going to get me there and I don't have the proper support from my community or my family or my inner circle, I'm going to do the things that I need to do to survive to get to the next day. And the further and further you get into and used to being able to create and touch this fast money and create this kind of facade of a life that we are really just surviving in, but it looks as if we're actually getting somewhere, moving forward, projecting forward. The longer I stay involved in that, the harder it is to step back into the normalization of what society uh, deems is acceptable. I'm speaking with Jamie Johnson, CEO and founder of Sisters of the Streets. Is there a particular example that stands out to you about how your organization has helped someone? Yes, I am super fortunate and super blessed to be able to interact with hundreds of people with lived experience, all from different walks of life, all sharing a very common background of wanting to just change their life and wanting to get out of abusive situations. And so we have been able to support so many different needs, needs that don't necessarily fall into the red tape of government-funded grants. And so we've been able to step out and really support in unique ways. For example, we believe in empowerment. I believe in empowerment. I believe that we, it is not my job to tell anybody what type of life they should or should not be living but it is my job to live through my experience by example and support those that come alongside that do want other options. It is my responsibility to show people that there are other options. And so we have been able to fund multiple opportunities for people with lived experience. A young woman came to us and she was leaving her abusive situation. She had been trafficked for six years, I believe. She was very young. She was only 21 she wanted something different. She got clean. She got sober through our help with being able to provide her a rehab, um, funding for rehab. She got through rehab. We were able to help transition her into her own apartment, and she was able to get her uh, custody back of her child. And we were able to also fund a startup for her LLC. She wanted to be a fashion designer, and so she needed the funds and the support also partnered with the classes in a setting where people understood her lived experience, where it was trauma-informed and where other survivors were leading the way. And so we were able to walk with her through this journey and provide the funding and provide the safe space and the support that she needed to be able to get her business started, get her child back, and really just have options to live a different life and a life that was fulfilled in her mind. Now, the name of your organization is Sisters of the Street, but... Have you also helped men or boys who have been victims of sex trafficking? We have, very fortunately. Sisters of the Streets came originally to me because my exploitation started on the streets before the transition, the big transition over to the Internet. I was right in the cusp of street prostitution as a shifting. And so when I thought of my organization it kept being put on my heart that I wanted to, first and foremost, always stay connected to the streets. I wanted to always go out and do street outreach, give out purses and hygiene items and all the things that I felt I needed while I was out there. And I wanted to go give back to the women that were still 
struggling. And when I stepped out for the first time in my outreach, my very first interaction was actually with a male. And I realized very quickly that although we're called Sisters of the Streets, we are really just connected through our experiences. We cater to women, young girls who have been exploited. We also cater to young men and men or people that identify as men. We also cater to providing services and safe space for those that are on the other side, the buyer side, as well as the person who is deemed the trafficker, the exploiter, or the pimp, because in order to create new opportunity and end this issue, we ultimately have to provide other options for those parties as well. And so Sisters of the Streets has really rounded out to holistically help every party involved in this. It's a three-pronged issue, and we need a three-pronged approach. And so we actually will be launching Brothers of the Streets in the near future and being able to provide services for all demographics and gender identities. And how can the community support Sisters of the Streets? So we are constantly changing needs. We are constantly needing volunteers. We constantly need donors. We are shifting to and have always been actually self-sufficient in private donations for the simple fact that we can provide external services that we can't necessarily provide through government funding. And so we always are looking for donors. We have detailed needs and ways to get involved. Trained, you can you can hire myself or other lived experience experts to come and give to your community, give to your place of business. And that all can be found on sistersofthestreets.org. And also partnering with donating your hotel points or your air miles to Polaris because we partner with them constantly to provide hotel stays and emergency needs for the survivors that are coming to us for support. So partnering with them and donating to them is very helpful for us as well. And how would someone go about donating those points for either hotels or airlines? So if somebody is interested in donating points or airfare specifically, you can always visit polarisproject.org and go to how to help and they will direct you to the proper outlet for that. And if you're interested in partnering or volunteering or donating directly to Sisters of the Streets, you're welcome to visit us at sistersofthestreets.org. And with that, I should at this time add in that my mission and my opinions are very specific to my personal organization, Sisters of the Streets, and are not necessarily directly affiliated with those that Polaris Project believes in. And so although we partner together, we do have different missions, and I don't represent them as a whole. And tell us how someone could explore volunteer opportunities with Sisters of the Streets. Sure. So again, if you just go to sistersofthestreets.org, we have a tab up at the top, multiple tabs up at the top, and we have different opportunities for different ways to get involved. Some people want to be more hands-on. Some people like to just donate financially. Some people like to donate hygiene items for our street outreach. There's all different ways to get involved. So just check us out on our website and contact me directly through there. Find us on social media and we can figure out the best way for you personally to get involved with us and also beneficial to our mission and what we're trying to do in the community. If someone listening right now realizes that they are in a bad situation and that they need to get out, what would you say to them? I would just say that you're not alone. There is a whole tribe and a whole network of us out here that share this similar experience. There's a whole group of amazing allies trying to reach you and when you're ready, if you're ready, and if you're not ready, you're welcome to reach out. Reach out to me personally, 
sistersofthestreets.org. You can chat with me. You can hit me up on social media. You can call me at 619-335-8816. I will answer to the best of my ability, and we will get you connected, even if it's just support that you need or an ear to listen, and we will move forward from there. But there is hope. There are options. And there is opportunity, and we want to be able to best support you in providing that. I've been speaking with Jamie Johnson, founder and CEO of Sisters of the Streets. Is there anything else you want us to know? I wouldn't be Jamie if I didn't end with my, just my very heartfelt. At the end of the day, we can talk about every solution possible that we think is out there. We can talk about resources. We can give numbers. But the only way that those things are going to work is if we check our own hearts at the door our own spirits at the door, and we do the healing work that is needed to be holistic people. Really, the answer to all of this is getting back to our roots of humanity. And when we can do that and we can focus on people as people versus people as projects or people as numbers or people as objects, then we can get to the real solutions and shifting where our hearts need to be in order to provide solutions for things that plague us, that we all want to end, but don't really necessarily know how to end, like trafficking and addiction and homelessness and all of the things that are all the results of a very core need for us to check our hearts and find humanity again. Thank you so much for talking with us today, and thank you for making a difference in our community. Thank you. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.